This episode is brought to you by my friends at Downey Dave's Barbershop. Alright, look it. All over my Instagram feed, I'm seeing barbershops closing doors. Nope, not Downey Dave's though. These dudes use this time to renovate and update their barbershop. That's a true testament to their dedication to their staff and their customers. Downey Dave's is not just some busted ass barbershop. Downey Dave's has been in the haircut game for more than 20 years. They're not some bullshit. $12 haircuts, man. Some of you guys look like fools out there. Each of their barbers at Downey Dave's is dedicated to their craft. You'll always feel comfortable. And and really, one thing I found, I, I found just overwhelming there was their conversations. Like, they're unique and funny and they they'll keep you rolling in there they're open um they're they're open now get over there now all of you werewolves can finally transform back into men and if you got little ones looking like the tasmanian devil bring them down to downy daves they are open get your ass down there downy daves is located on 8032 Two Stewart and Gray Road in Downey, California, nine zero two four one. Tell them that your boy Rudy sent ya. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my friend Gilbert Hernandez at Century Twenty One All Stars for real estate. I mean, this dude has been a close friend of mine. Um, I'm super glad to have him as a sponsor. Um, as some of you may know, I worked in the banking industry as a branch manager for about five years. Yeah, I like to think I have a strong understanding of personal finance. So when I see something that can really help and benefit a listener out there, I got to share that shit. Gilbert is my go-to guy when it comes to real estate and, and really just learning what the heck real estate really is. Uh, I, I completely understand that times are tough for some of us right now. We might not be in the market for a, a house or a big-ass move or a change in life like that. I get it. But let me tell you, Gilbert Hernandez is more than just some rink-a-dink real estate agent. He truly cares about the communities he works and lives in. Gilbert Hernandez has been working hard to locate homes that are safe and valuable for purchasers. Whether you're looking for your first home or an income property, he'll do all the footwork to deliver you as many options that fit your needs. You want a house with a pond leading to a pool with an acre of land in a tiny town? Gilbert will find that shit for you, dog. He'll answer any questions you may have, and you never know what you're going to come up with, but ask him. He'll answer it. If you call him and ask, you know, how do I buy a home? And then you go to your 21-year-old cousin that just received the free real estate test for kids.com certificate. He'll be glad to give you advice before you buy that trailer. Gilbert Hernandez is the guy to go to. Again, he's with Century 21 All-Stars. Gilbert can be found anywhere on um, social media under the handle Gil, G-I-L, underscore sales s-e-l-l-s underscore and uh if you want to you want to give him a call give him a call shoot him a text his number is 562-536-8540 
Don't want to call, don't want to text, don't want to get that personal, shoot them an email. Realestategilbert at gmail.com. Uh, let them know that Rudy sent ya. Welcome to the Everyday Guy Podcast. I am your host, Rudy Marquez. You may be asking yourself, who is Rudy and why the hell would I ever listen to him? Right? Well, let me start by speaking on uh, who I am. And if you like me, you'll you'll like the podcast. Um, If you don't, then I'm sure there's a podcast for you. There's like 700,000 out there. Um... Me, I'm, I'm 32 years old, currently live in Southern California. I have two beautiful daughters, and I'm engaged to an amazing woman. I got a 9 to 5, and uh, I do this podcast as a hobby. Uh, the reason I do it is because uh, I suffer from depression, severe anxi- anxiety, and uh, I also have some bipolar tendencies. Um, I've been diagnosed for about four years now. And uh, it came at a time when I was going through a divorce. So that, that is kind of typical for some um, depression patients to go through like a trauma and then uh, depression is often triggered. And um, sometimes it's just a, you know, one time episode in your life that you just hit a low point. Um, for, me, for me, it's more of a manic. So it's just, it's constant. Um, I, I don't think manics, it's more chronic, I mean, um, so it's consistent for me. You know, I've been through some extreme losses and changes in my life, but I'm still here. Like, I'm still freaking here. And, um, aside from my struggles with, uh, suicide and, and mental health, I used to drink like a motherfucker. You know, I started drinking when I was 15 and I never stopped until actually last year. Um, I haven't had a drink in, in nearly a year, and it's been pretty bad, I guess, I must say. Um, lost 30 pounds, and I wasn't even working out. Like, that's fucking tight. Um, but what I didn't expect, um, is what do I do with the time I, I used to spend in the bar? That time's still there. And um, I really fell into a deep depression when I faced uh, that stale time. And uh, I started picking up weird and, and unhealthy ideals from thinking that there's no point to life if I can't get a drink to feel in like Damn, life is boring as hell without a drink, man. Um, you know, it took me through some deep valleys, dude, to really kind of, like, find my purpose. And I can't say that I know my purpose at this moment. But, um, I'm trying to figure all this bullshit out. You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to keep the car going. It's like, uh, the way I explain life is it's a car on a road and you're just building the car as you're driving it fucking difficult you know it's hard to get off the ground it's hard to get going once you do you got to keep that car together 
difference in uh in some people and me is i'm doing all of this change and i'm documenting it through the podcast um and that is something i think is is unique um to the podcast experience because you get to go and hear like my deep deep feelings and struggles and emotions and thoughts that i go through when i face like crazy obstacles in my life that i tend to um like fold up and um not face sometimes so when i have like a crazy obstacle like i get turned down at a job interview that i busted my hump for like that shit hurts and how do you rebound from that you know took me a long time to to really even develop any concepts to help myself to better myself you know i had to and i had skin in the game dog this is me i can't run around just fucking up all the time and um so i find it quite therapeutic just having a conversation opening a dialogue with the person and uh i i plan on having just a different variety of guests on the show my guests will be uh based around the different segments that i'll be covering um and i'm uh, the segments that i find interesting and fascinating and that i'm gonna talk about um number one is skateboarding two is people on the margins of society Three is going to be my life experiences. Four, just funny-ass true stories that uh, I got. I got a lot of them. And um, then I want to talk about religion and politics with no agenda. No agenda. I am not a Democrat. I am not a Republican. Until they can come up with a party to classify me and where I feel comfortable and I feel that I can align myself with the... um, theories and the morals that they have then i'll consider myself a political party member but other than that fuck them um but i really want to talk about that i want to talk about what our current state is and what our where we are in society and and religion and politics and our uh mentality as a people as americans dirt biking i'm gonna talk about dirt biking you know, I love it. Family, co-parenting, raising daughters, divorce, alcohol, and of course, all issues surrounding mental health. And um, there's a reason why I chose to be in the mental health section, um, because there's no there's no reason to only focus on all the dark and depressing thoughts and experiences. I can focus on everything around mental health, and those segments are all part of my mental well-being. Everything you see here, uh, some of my friends gave me flack, said it looked like I was selling these posters and shit. Somebody else said, uh, uh, like somebody went through their high school school closet and pulled out some old posters. Man, fuck y'all. Sublime, one of my favorite bands of all fucking time. They are amazing. Kobe, King, Legend, he's a true mentor to me. Easy, you know, one of the founders, one of the starters of this hip-hop shit. 
the mat. He's my favorite comedian. All-time favorite comedian. There is nobody funnier than this man in my eyes. I got Tupac and Biggie right here. Um, again, founders of uh, rap. I love rap. You know, I don't listen to rap with my kids. But um, but I love it. You know, I love, uh, I love music that'll take you on a journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, take you down a road. Take you somewhere you, you've never been before. Take me out of California. You know what I'm saying? I'll listen to country. If it tells a story, a good story, something I can relate to. Hell yeah. I can't relate to riding horses and shit. But then again, I can't relate to having to carry a gun on me just to leave my house and shit. You know what I mean? So, whatever. But that's... um everything i outline you know it makes my life and it helps with my struggle with real poor thoughts and decisions that i've made um it is what makes this podcast up and who i am i'm a father with depression and some fucked up thoughts and trying to break cycles and progress my family in every way possible this is my journey um and i'm excited to really share it with all of you guys um Okay, let's move forward. Um, let me get some water real quick. I'm trying to remind myself to drink water, you know, because I, I sound froggy if I don't drink too much water. All right. This episode's uh, main focus, uh, this segment, is going to be um, my life experience time. And uh, I'm about to be very vulnerable and real with y'all right now. And uh, it's something I've dealt with in the past and the near the near past as well. Um, for those new to the show, um, if you get a chance, check out episode 20 called My Attempt. Um, that shit was a real dark moment in my life. Uh, I was going through a divorce and I felt that... Um, the only way out was through suicide so uh you know listen to that episode it'll give you a real perspective on who i am and why i have this podcast today i want to talk about something that i've never talked about with people before um and uh the the reason this came about was uh i was in target recently and uh I saw a young lady and both of us were reaching for the same lights right and when I was reaching for it she I went with my right hand she went with uh, her left hand I happened to notice she had cuts on her arms all kinds of scrapes deep ones too you could see the welts of, of uh, scars coming up you know And uh, I just paused there in my tracks, dude, and I got a flush of just some real intense emotions and memories. I wanted to to speak to her, but, you know, who who wants to speak about uh, self-harm, you know, in Target? So I, uh, I decided I'll talk about it here. Um, I've dealt with self-harm for quite some time. You know, the thing with untreated depression is you cannot pinpoint where or why it hurts so bad in your head 
in your heart you just wish you could tell your mom or doctor like it's it's right here take it out of me <clears throat> excuse me take it out of me because it's 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 gonna kill me one day and uh so w when you get so upset and angry and depressed depressed i'd start doing things to myself physically to be able to say here that's where the pain is you see it you know you feel better now broody I'm able to touch it, I'm able to feel it, it becomes attainable, it's concrete to me, it's no longer this abstract feeling of pure misery in my head, and um, I first experienced uh, self-harm when I was 16, and uh, the situation was my, my nephew, he was about 5 or 6 years old, and uh, my parents, his grandparents were fighting um, to kind of keep him with us because um the her his mom we felt was not fit at that time and uh they had some choice words for each other my mom and uh my nephew's mother and um i remember being 16 in my room and listening to my parents just screaming obscenities to my nephew's mom and my nephew's mother just screaming everything at my parents i mean it was nasty our families have moved on since then which i'm i'm, I'm happy to say uh my nephew is amazing i love my nephew he'll always be my first son you know um i'm learning a lot through that kid and uh just being his uncle man it's a true treasure but um back back at that moment I sat on my bed and I I remember I jumped up crying because I was crying in my pillow and uh, I didn't I didn't want anyone to hear me crying so I, I jumped up and I was so angry my fists were clenched I was already punching the bed and the pillow as hard as I could but as um, quiet as I could so no one would hear me and I I remember I grabbed my my Volcom belt, stupid black and white Volcom belt, fucking ugly, and uh, I wrapped it around my neck and I squeezed it, dude. I squeezed it until like the edge of passing out, and then I'd quickly release it and just let that blood just find its purpose in my brain, dude. And I. I must have done it like 10 times in a row and um just back to back to back to back crying my freaking eyes out dude till every vein in my head was just popping out and um I did it as quiet as possible dude so no one would ever have to hear me or notice what I was doing or worry about what I was doing. On the tenth time of me strangling myself with that belt, uh, my nephew knocked on my door and he said, uh, Uncle Woody, can you come out with me? I'm scared. I quickly threw that um, belt in the closet and I opened the door to his 
his little crying face, you know. I never reflected on on that um, that situation for years. To be honest, I tried to just bury it um, and say it never happened. That worked for some time, but not for a long time. It worked for a little bit. This happened about every other year in uh, some way or form. I was uh, I didn't I didn't reflect you know on these self-harming moments and I didn't put two and two together I didn't connect the dots dude when I'd get mad or depressed about something I'd punch the hardest thing I could find so my knuckles could feel that fucking harsh pain that my heart was feeling at that moment Sometimes I, I, I'd, I'd punch myself in the face and and do damage to my face, dude. I, I'd crash my fist into my head as hard as possible. Boom, boom, you know? And matter of fact, like, I thought it was fucking cool at some points. Like, when I was out at a party, liquored up, about to get down in, like, a, a rumble or a fight. And here I am, as angry as possible at the world punching myself you know ready to do whatever i want whatever i i thought was releasing at that moment things never got better i just got better at hiding these things you know my issues were still there i just hid them a lot better my ex-wife she never had a clue and to be honest i can't remember a time or a lot of times that this might have happened with her and I'd never expressed this to her at all it was kind of before her and then after her I noticed um, when I really started reflecting I, I for afterwards I after our uh, divorce I drove to meet my um, my wife at the time she she was with our two daughters at a pizza place in Uptown Whittier in my hometown. They had no idea. I, I knew they were there. And I showed up in tears looking like a real mess. And I kissed my daughters and I told them I love them. And I told them daddy will be gone for a little bit. I went back to my empty apartment. And I grabbed that old that old thing I knew, that belt, wrapped it on the door handle, and uh, there I went again, strangling myself. And that was a memory for me that I hid so deep into myself. And uh, it took a lot out of me to, to really pull that that memory up and to reflect on it and to see the current the the current mindset state that I'm in now and compare it to how I felt in those moments. Um, and again, even after that time in the apartment, I 
I wrapped that belt around the, the doorknob. I didn't do anything about it. It happened again. This time it was uh, <clears throat> 2019. And um, this was last year. And I was in another empty apartment feeling like a complete failure again. And uh, who was there for me? That belt in the closet. I went back to what I do and I placed it around my neck and I strangled myself. I just wanted some type of relief from what the f what was killing me inside. And I was drinking through all this shit too. Every single time. Except when I was like 16. I don't think I was drinking then. I was definitely wasn't drinking with purpose. Like I started drinking when I was like in my 20s. Um, so this self-harm. This, this wanting to take my emotional pain and... and, and uh, and translate it into a physical pain it just continued and it continued to um, up until uh, man if I'm being real here uh, this year the beginning of my uh, medication regiment that I was on was fucking intense dude and it took me down some deep valleys where I was doing shit that was not in my character and they were happening, you know, instead of once every other year, they're happening every other day. And uh, there was a time this year um, before I started the podcast. And I, I remember feeling like there's no real purpose for me at that point because I felt like I failed at everything. And I've let down everyone in my family and my life. This was this year. I sat in the apartment that I'm currently at. And it's not a Vulcan belt I grab anymore. It was a leather belt. Leather dress belt. And I strangled the shit out of myself. As hard as I could. And, um... You know, the shit was this year. And uh, my fiance was actually in the house this time. And um, she was in the shower and she found me sitting against the wall just crying. And I was so angry with myself that I I was like sitting with my head like kneeled down in the corner of the wall. And I just sprung my head back as hard as I could. And I put my freaking head through the wall. And then it got worse when uh, I used a knife on myself. Um, I used a knife to try to shave like my knuckle skins off. And I really felt a sense of relief. 
in my head and it felt like it was okay that my anger at that moment allowed me it was okay that I I dug that knife into my knuckles and once I started understanding that I'm I'm um, justifying these things I said I gotta get some fucking help I gotta talk about this I gotta do something about this it's getting worse and it's getting scary I never had issues with abuse of children or, or of women I was never abused it was not in my household um, but I can talk about self-harming because I've done it and I understand one the sensations that come out of it the feelings like well that will heal that'll be okay they'll eventually be a scab your knuckles are gonna hurt your head's gonna hurt your face is gonna hurt a little bit it's okay it'll go away you know that you don't know that with depression you don't know that you don't you don't know when it's gonna go away you don't know if it's gonna go away you just have to one you have to come to terms with you're fucked up you gotta you gotta fix that you gotta change that and for me it took me you know cutting my own knuckles with the knife to realize there's got to be a better way for me to deal with my frustrations and my angers and um so it it took me months but i eventually um brought this up with my therapist that i've been seeing for over a year now and it was scary it was scary to speak with her about it because I felt like, hey, I, I'm in therapy. I'm trying to take my pills. I'm not trying to drink. But here I am trying to fucking hurt myself. What am I doing here? Why am I in therapy? Why am I doing any of this? It's not working. I'm going to give up. You got you to gotta understand, like, I can't keep doing this. I'm going to give up. And I'm not going to keep focusing on myself. And I'm just going to live the nasty shit life that I I believed that I should live. And uh, once I got all those fears, frustrations, and those fucking distorted thoughts out of my head, I was able to move forward and be able to process these things and look at them as... You know what? I can't blame myself for, for you know, strangling myself back when I was 16 years old. That's all I, I thought about was coping. That's what I thought coping was. I had no idea about talking to this or feeling comfortable or, or feeling comfortable in my own skin or feeling comfortable enough to show emotion. I went off this weird notion that if my father never cried, why should I? I can't show emotion. 
I'm from LB. I'm out here, you know. I gotta look tough out there. But I'm dying inside. The angriest dudes out there. The most violent dudes are the ones with the most pain. They just have a big, thick fucking layer of anger above their pain. Me, I don't think I have such a thick anger anymore. When I was younger, definitely. Instead of of trying to reflect on the situation, I would tell myself, that didn't happen because you're crazy. Don't do shit like that, you fucking weirdo. And then I'd move on to, I don't know, being a wild, drunk-ass animal chasing women you know what i'm saying i found some way or something to do that uh took me away from who i felt like on the inside and i never dealt with those things so now as i'm 33 am i 33 no i'm 32 years old and uh i look back at it as i can't blame myself i gotta move forward i gotta look at it and and examine it as who I was, not who I am. That was the biggest thing for me. That's who I was. You know? Yeah, I deal with this and I struggle with it. And I have been months away from doing it and I'm pumped about that. Finding different ways to deal with my frustrations. One way is just facing them. But facing them in a positive and productive manner. Meaning a way that I can I can speak with them and be with be be with my my issues and not have to hide or feel this this distorted feeling of of self-worthlessness you know I didn't want to do that anymore it was a cycle I did for like 15 years it's got to stop stopping now not gonna have my daughters doing that shit I'm gonna teach them a better way but it takes a lot of hard work and I'm currently going through it now and this podcast is just an embodiment of my struggle my my obstacles in life and my successes so if you find this episode interesting this is just a part of who I was and why I'm doing this podcast um, but I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on any social media platform, the Everyday Guy Podcast. I'm everywhere. All right. Thank you.